No ketchup. No ketchup. Another big fight weekend this Saturday, tomorrow, UFC 252. When there's a big fight, there's only one guy I hit. Serge Vicente of the Fight Podcast. We're going to talk about the main event, and I'm going to ship you to his podcast because he's going to give you the whole breakdown of the full card. Serge Vicente, the Fight Podcast. Welcome in, my boy. What's going on there, brother? Man, I, me on the show today, man. Before everybody looks at your screen and wants to know, just tell the folks where you're taking this interview at. This is sensational, immaculate. I, you know, we're out here today, man. You know, it, it's been such a, a hectic, you know, few months for everybody, man. I, I, I've been so I've been quarantined and shut down, and I had to get a little bit of nature, man. So uh, I me see and some of the fam, you know, we went. We're in Sedona, Arizona, right now, just. Uh, you know, enjoying some of the sights, and you know, and just uh, soaking up some sun. You know how we get down. I see you. I see you. <laughs> let's let's jump right into it. UFC two five two five two. Year. Stipe Miocic, Daniel Cormier, three. The trilogy. These are all the trilogies are always. Listen, when you fight somebody three times, you're gonna find out who's the better fighter. Absolutely. It, that's just what it is. Like, a lot of things can happen in one fight. A lot of things can happen in two. There's no excuse. Who Whoever wins two of the three is going to be the better fighter here. Um, Most times, yes. Yeah. Most times, yes, unless you have a terrible judge like against Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway because that yes. brother won twice, and they gave it to the other guy. So that's the only ones. But this one, this one here is arguably for the greatest heavyweight of all time in MMA history. Without question. I mean, without question. Without I mean, look, th- th- there's always going to be the arguments of, of Fedor Emelianenko, which is, is understandable. But if you look at what both of these men have done, you have one guy on the one side, record of 22-2, and two, Daniel Cormier, two-time champion, multiple weight class champion, Olympic caliber wrestler. This dude is incredible. But then you have on the other side the multiple-time UFC heavyweight champion, the heavyweight champion of the UFC that's actually defended his belt more than anybody else. And the, and, and the all-around good guy, the actual legitimate hero, the fireman, Stipe Miocic. Man, this fight, I am so excited for. It should be. There should, there's a lot going on. People are talking about retiring. Uh, Miocic's like, I got the belt. He doesn't seem too bothered. We're going to play some clips on it uh, coming up here. But I do want to play, mm-hmm. just to kick it off, they they had the presser, and this is uh, your your kind of first look at the the eye up uh, pre pro uh, pre press conference. Yo, you would not expect those two to be two of the baddest dudes in the world, man. Those no. look like a science teacher and a gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's facts. It's um. Do you did you see anything there? First off, and do you take. Do you take anything away from the eye up? I know some always, people always. try to try to yeah. analyze those. Did you see anything there? Always. You always look for something in this, especially when it's leading that sort of you want to see a couple of different things. How do they look physically? Or they is anybody got is anybody like that? They're heavyweights, so they look healthy, right? But then I'm looking at, especially with heavyweights, do they look in shape or they, they do they look sloppy? You look at DC, he always always had a belly, but his shoulders looking like boulders right now. He looks crazy. And then on the other side, Stipe looks good. And how they looking like they they both look extremely confident. They, these guys, these are champions. These are the best of the best. Nothing in the world scares these guys. So they're in here, they're ready. This is going to be an epic showdown. 
Talk to me about the keys to the fight, and then uh, we'll get into the presser and the antics and the comments. But <sighs> Cormier is talking about wrestling, but then at, in the same breath, he's talking about I, I want to beat him up too. Uh, yeah. Talk to me about yeah. the keys to the fight and uh, how you see it going. So let, let, let me let me start with the champion, um, yeah. Steve Amiot. Stipe Miocic is someone who has he has incredible wrestling, but especially he's great with his anti-wrestling. You know, he he can keep it on the feet. Um, so what he needs to do is stay on the outside. Daniel Cormier, as we already know, is the better wrestler. Daniel Cormier is the, sh the shorter man, and he's also the heavier man. So he's going to try to get on the inside. So what Stipe needs to do is stay on the outside, make sure he's using his reach and utilizing what got him the victory last time, staying on the outside, mixing it up, Shooting to the body, hurting DC in the body. DC's been proven that he can be hurt to the body in multiple fights. Anderson Silva hurt him to the body. So this is something that could happen with Daniel Cormier. So that's what he needs to attack the body, stay on the outside, pepper him. And then once he has his, 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 um, his openings, go in for the kill like he did last time. Now, on the other hand, you have Daniel Cormier. And he's right. He, it's his fight to lose. He lost. He did not, Cipe did not win last time out. Daniel Cormier lost because he'd lost respect for the champion. And what he needed, he stopped doing when he stopped going to his bread and butter, which is I'm the best wrestler in the heavyweight division. Really Let me quick, push you on your head. Really yes, sir. quick, really quick. So absolutely. To say he lost respect for Stipe in the middle of the fight, yes, is valid. But isn't yes. that telling that I mean, because he, I think DC was like, man, I can do whatever I want to this guy. I am destroying this dude. And so when he and, was. And, and it's human nature to kind of just lax a little bit. And then those body shots start kicking in. And there's one thing in fighting, bro. You, you can hide a lot of shit. You can, you can break your hand. I've seen folks break their hand, continue on, and people don't know. If you get hit with a clean body shot, bro, ain't no hide, DG. It's over with. Oh, <laughs> like, you're going to – you gonna show it at the, the soul <laughs> snatcher, the soul snatcher, bro. Like you get whack with that one, man. It, it, it's it. I don't matter who you. I don't care how tough you are. It, it sucks, especially just getting the right spot. Um. So yeah, it, it, that's rough, man. Yeah. So I say that to say he feels like he can just control this guy. I kind of felt like you were going towards. He needs to get back. DC needs to get back to his bread and butter and, and, he does. and, and get back to more wrestling. Absolutely. And because here's the thing if Daniel Cormier last time out, um, Daniel Cormier, until he was winning until he wasn't last time, pretty much. Yeah. Um, he was winning literally every moment of the fight. And he very, very easily, if you go back and look at that fight, put, put um, Stipe on his back many times. That first round was arguably a 10 8 round. He literally picked him up, put him down, and beat him up. Um, but one thing that even though Daniel Cormier is actually saying, hey, I want to put my singlet on, I'm going to wrestle, I'm going to wrestle, I'm going to wrestle, he also, if you actually check his last pretty much uh, interview that was on Ariel Hawani's show where they do DC and Hawani every Monday, yeah. as they did it last Monday, what he, he said about that is that, look, man, even though I'm saying I'm going to, I have a singlet, I'm going to go and wrestle, I got these paws for a reason. I know what I'm doing here. And I'm not afraid to stand with anybody. And at the end of the day, what I'm going to do and what I'm best at is mixing it up. And he's right. Daniel Cormier's boxing acumen is just as high. You have Rosendo Sanchez over there, friend of the show, coming on the show. He's with his uh, Daniel Cormier's boxing coach. He's in incredible shape with, you know, uh, his, his uh, strength coach, Camacho. 
I, I feel comfortable with DC's going to be doing. I think he's going to be in shape. And he's right. If he does mix it up, mix up his wrestling with his striking, especially with a smaller cage, what it is going to be, which does make a huge difference. It that that small cage it favors the smaller wrestler. Interesting. That's actually mm -hmm. a, a very interesting point. And to go to that interview with DC uh and Helwani, he talked about um well, first off, he talked about the body adjustment can only be made once. Yes. He said, look, yes. It, and I love that he owned it and was like, this was love that it. was a weakness. Like love I, it. I had to tune that up because that's a problem. Um, yep. And he said, you can only go to that well once. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, the smaller ring favors the smaller wrestler. Yes. That's so interesting. What it, so you think of it like this. The reason that is a bigger cage for the guy who wants to stay on the outside, I have more ways to escape. Right. I, I can use my footwork. I could escape. I can keep you on the outside. Because the cage is so much more condensed, especially with these two huge guys, there's nowhere to run. You can't, you, you have, you have, you're, you're forced to fight in a phone booth. And if we actually see what's been going on, this is the, the sixth fight that's actually in Vegas since the pandemic has started. The fact that this is happening now, if you actually go back and look at what everything, there have been way more knockouts recently. Why is that? It's because you're forced to engage. It's literally like when you have, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm half Puerto Rican. I grew up going and seeing those rooster fights, right? The right. cock fight. What they do is they literally put you in a small thing. They shake that motherfucker up. Or I'm sorry if I curse. Yeah, they shake no, it up. Yeah. And, they, and they go out there and they, and they have them go at it. This is literally what's going to be happening this time out. Another thing that I thought was interesting that DC said, and I love that analogy. That's, yeah, hey, there's nowhere to run to, baby. Nowhere to hide. Can't go. That's you it. Can't go. That's it. Nah. It's all these fisticuffs. Exactly. We bought that action, boss. Exactly. And <laughs> and uh, another thing, too, that I loved what DC said was he talked about the first knockout was came from a wrestling position. It did. It so did. I thought that was really interesting because it was yes. like a short baby hook. You saw him, like, bring it over the top. Mm -hmm. and he set it up beautifully. Yeah, he set it and, up beautifully. And he talked about how that was uh, a wrestling maneuver. I want to play. He had the, the undercuts and the arm. He had the underhook over, over, under. And yep. what he does is an arm drag. So you're turning your opponent. So he's thinking he's turning it to, to end up going for a single leg, which he actually did a couple times. Like, he faked it. So what happens is when you, when you dr drop your arm down, your opponent's arms drop as well, opening up that space for the beautiful hook over the top. Oh, it was just it was textbook. Beautiful. Yeah. The faint game. It's crazy. Oh, man. Okay. This is um, DC at the presser the other mm -hmm. day. I want to get your opinion on his comments. Here's DC. Absolutely. Now, the easiest path for me is to try to take him down and hold him down. When I got to take down the first time, I held him there for about three minutes. But it takes energy to do that. But I don't want to just take him down. I want to fight him. Like, I like punching him in the face. It's fun. I enjoy it. His head kind of just stays there. So I'm, I, I like punching him. So I'm going to punch him. I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to do everything. Um, I think that, you know, everybody talks about, oh, you're an Olympic-level wrestler. Just go take this dude down. Dude knows how to wrestle. He knows how to wrestle. I felt it immediately when I grabbed his leg. I understand that he has the skills to defend takedowns. He took me down. So I, it's not as simple as I just go take him down. But I do believe that if I get to his legs and I can extend the wrestling sequences, then I'll come out on top because I feel like I could do that against anyone. But I just want to fight him. Like, I don't want to just wrestle him. I want to fight him, too. 
And Stipe, with the success you had going to Daniel's body in the last fight, how quickly do you look to return to that or do you end? I hear no tales. I hear no tales. I, the, the, first off, because like you, when I see people eye up and I see people weigh in, I'm looking at details. My boy sounds extremely confident, extremely relaxed, and extremely focused and, ex and, and knows exactly what he needs to do and how he's going to attack this fight. It's almost kind of – it's a little spooky. Yeah, it is. Um, look, think about everything that's going into this fight, right? And here's the thing. I'll say this. I agree with Daniel Cormier, okay? I think he is going to go out there. He's going to wrestle. And one thing that he does better than anybody else, and he's talking about beating him up. And people are like, how do those things go hand in hand? How are you going to take him down and beat him up? Right. Well, again, we said this before, and that's what I was saying a little earlier. He does an incredible job of mixing it up. We forget this is a man that was able to knock out this dude with one punch before. So he has the hands. Now, also, let's let's go down his history, how good his striking is. He outstruck Alexander Gustafson. He was outstruck striking John Jones. And that's one thing, again, he said it himself. He said, I have got hurt twice in my career. And that's when I start, lost respect for my opponents. The moment I lost respect, I ended up getting caught, and that's on me. You go back and watch that first John Jones fight. He was whooping John's ass until he wasn't. He knocked John's mouthpiece out twice in that fight. So you look at, you go down the list and you look at somebody with his acumen, his technique, his skill, he can absolutely do that. And here's the thing. You get somebody who's thick and looking like a big walrus on top of you, like DC, and he's <laughs> on your chest, bro, it is a bad day. And that ground and pound, DC has some of the best ground and pound in the game. So he absolutely he can do it. And it's almost like... He's oh, I'm sorry, and real quick, and, yeah. and to cut, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, and one thing I was thinking about also is one thing that people aren't taking into account and how dangerous it is, is that Daniel Cormier has been behind the desk for a while. He also does ESPN's and ESPN Plus's detailed series that, you know, God rest the dead, you know, Kobe's series that he has. DC was handpicked by Kobe to do that series. He actually sits down and he meticulously breaks down film for his job. That gives him confidence because he is more than anybody. Most fighters, their coaches are the ones going through the film and looking at it. He himself is going through all this film, going through a fine-tooth comb. So if he looks and feels that confident, it's not a fabrication. That's what it is. He, he, he's been talking about watching tape. He's like, I've been watching boxing. I went back and watched a bunch of boxing. And another interesting thing is he seems like – he seems to feel that people – only want to talk about his wrestling and don't never talk about his hands. Like you mentioned, he's like, bruh, I guess like everyone just wants me to go take him down. But by the way, this guy can wrestle too. And I, it's not just as easy as taking him down. I'm going to have to mix it up and you can mm -hmm. almost hear it in his voice. Like, and I'm man, let me remind you guys again, because you guys don't seem to be paying attention that I can throw pause as well. In, in the words of, of the great Roy Jones Jr., Y'all must have forgot. Right. Like, that's straight like that. So, I know we've been focusing a lot on DC. Um, yes. Because it's before I even ask you, I could tell you're, you're kind of leaning that way as, I, as, am, as am I. As of right now. Yeah. Um, but let's – I want to hear uh, Stipe's comments at the presser. I'm going to play those yeah. now. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll say this as a little mm -hmm. intro. They're not as detailed as DC's. Don't let it happen again. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just, um, 
you know, he, he's, he's got a great pace and, you know, he's a great fighter. And, and uh, you know, I let him dictate what's the beginning of the fight, which I can't let that happen. I got to do what I do. And, you know, I plan on not letting that happen again. You've been thinking about this guy for almost like three years at this point. <laughs> what's it like to finally know that you're, you're nearing the end of that? Thank God we're done with this, you know. I mean, it's been, it's been great. It's been fun. A lot going on, you know. Rubber, rubber match, whatever wants, a trilogy, you know. But when it's all said and done, it's going to be over. When you guys started this, you were amicable. You even spoke about hmm. making sure you made the most money before your first fight. Has it become a personal rivalry or is it just competitive? Well, I think it's always personal in whoever you fight because, you know, they're trying to do something. They're trying to beat you. You know, you, they're trying to, you know, take something away from you. And I mean, I got no ill will towards the man, you know, and, you know, and he's going to have, you know, go to retirement. You know, God bless him and wish nothing but the best for him. So. Listen, like your you, thoughts. So I, before I get into it, but yeah. Um, so the, the, my, I do have concerns for Stipe um, for a couple of different reasons. He made it seem very much so that the first fight was a fluke. And the second fight, even though he was losing, he, he essentially said, oh, it's because I, you know, I just started slow. You know, it, it's, like, it's nothing that Daniel was doing. It, it was, it's me. So that fight, first fight didn't happen. The second fight, I started slow and, you know, then I finally got my whatever, right? Okay, if that's how you feel, right? And, and maybe he does. And maybe he really does feel that way. But when you, that's the same way he got beat the first time. That's the same way Daniel got beat last time. Not showing the athlete the proper respect that is due. He does not seem as if he's giving Daniel the same amount of respect that Daniel is giving him. If he does not adapt in his game plan, which a lot of times when there's his trilogies, the person who wins the second fight, a lot of times does not make the adjustment. He feels whoever wins that, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. If he's not making that adjustment, it's going to be a rough night at the office for Buddy. So I'm listening to that, and it, it, it's not as detail-oriented. I'm listening to it, and it's just like, I'm just going to go out here and do it. It's, it's this disdain. It's just this throwaway comment. Like, it's whatever. Se it seems like yeah. he's just there to collect the check. Let's keep it 100. He's kind of like... Um, yeah, when he said you've been, you know, you, you guys have been talking about this for years now. Like, what is your going to, what's going to be your, he's like, I'm going to be glad it's over. Wait a second, bro. <laughs> like the, 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 those are those chinks in the armor. Everything about his comments was, was telling me that first off, he's not anywhere near as locked in as uh, Cormier is Two. He doesn't seem like he cares as much as Cormier. I'll even say this. They asked him about they were he was on first take on ESPN and they asked uh Stipe about, you know, his career and mm -hmm. you know, fighting. And he was like, you know, when it's not fun, that's when I'll stop. And he didn't say he wasn't have fun, but he just doesn't seem he didn't seem like he was as passionate as DC, bro. It just that's if you if you want to buckle it down into into a word. Just say, mm -hmm. look, this this dude, the passion is not there like DC. It just seems like DC is more serious about it. DC does seem to be locked in. Um, I think a big thing, especially motivational DC, I, I mean, DC is a champion, you know, and once you lose a fight in the manner that he did, when he knows he was winning a fight, it's going to turn something up, especially think about everything that's going into this fight. This is arguably both of their last fight. This is for the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. Daniel Cormier understands the historical significance of this fight. 
Daniel Cormier also knows his place in history. Because of John Jones, people try to discount what he has done in his career. But if he wins this title, he's done something that John hasn't, and he has separated himself from the two. He needs this fight for his legacy. He needs this fight so that it's just like, whatever, that was a chapter, that was John's career, and I did something that John never even thought about doing. So that's that in itself is giving DC a, a, I think, a little bit different motivation. And this is fight. He's fighting one of the greatest fighters of all time. And I think he understands that wholeheartedly because he truly is a student of the game. If DC wins, or okay, let, let's start with Stipe. If Stipe yeah. wins, how does mm -hmm. he do it? How, how, what's his path to victory? Man, um, if Stipe wins this fight, um, If Stipe wins this fight, I will absolutely see, I can see Stipe actually outpointing him, staying on the outside, and scoring a late knockout. Very similar to what he did last time. Maybe finally work the body a little bit. Um, Daniel Cormier ends up getting a little bit fatigued, and he takes advantage of some holes in his boxing. Um, that, that, that's how Stipe will end up winning that fight. So for Stipe, it'll either be one of two ways. It's going to be either a, a late TKO or it's going to be a, um, a decision that he grinds out because DC, DC gas. That, that's pretty much how it's going to happen. And, and for DC, your path to victory for DC, and then we'll get your pick. Um, path for DC uh, is stay in his chest. Stay in his chest, mix up, mix up his wrestling, mix up his striking. Um, implement a little bit of that Khabib style. I'm going to stay in his chest. I'm going to try to take you. I'm going to push and pull you the entire time. I'm going to keep you uncomfortable. I'm going to mix in my striking. If Daniel Cormier can do that, he lands a knockout early to mid-rounds. And your pick from the man himself, Serge Vicente of the Fight Podcast. Um, this one, I, I, I'm not going to lie. As much as I've been talking about it, I've gone back and forth. And I, I've really... With the fire and through of Cone, I've watched both of these guys' fights, and I'm, I'm I'm truly saying these are two of the best to ever do it, okay? And I need people to understand that. And Stipe truly has not gotten the respect throughout his career that he's deserved. He is incredible. You look at everybody throughout his career who he has beaten. He's beaten champion after champion. He beat the scariest dude in the sport in Francis Ngannou, and he dominated him. This dude is an absolute monster. With all that being said, I see Daniel Cormier winning this fight by a second or third round TKO. There you have it. The it's gonna be fun. Listen, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna yeah. be a oh, lot and, of fun. And real quick, I have to yeah. say this: uh, in the fight card itself, one person. If we're going to look out for somebody else aside from this, check out Sugar Sean O'Malley. That kid there is next up. I'm telling you, he has everything. He has the look. He has the the charisma. He has the striking. He has the team. This kid is the real deal. They're giving him a step up in competition. But if he wins this fight, I'm telling you now, he's the co-main event. This could be off to the races. Keep your eye out for Sugar Sean O'Malley. If you need some fight information, there's only one place to go. The Fight Podcast. Yes, Serge sir. Yes, sir. Knows what he's talking about. Anytime there's a fight coming up MMA related, I'm hollering at him. Tell him where to find you. Tell him where to download you. Tell him where to Absolutely. plug in at. 
Well, check us out, man. We, I am Serge Vicente, the host of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. We're everywhere podcasting is available. You could also catch us on YouTube at our channel, uh, thefightpodcast.com. Check us out on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast. And also, each and every week, go out there and check us out on Instagram. We have our IGTV show called The Scrappy Hour. And we yes, actually, sir. if you guys want to check out your boy, Sean, he's on this side. He's been on the show. <laughs> He's killing it. He killed it. It was a great episode. Um, check that out. We do that each and every Wednesdays at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Central. But I'll say this. Before fights, this upcoming Saturday, we will be doing a scrappy hour pre-fight show. Okay? We'll be doing a pre-fight show. I'll be get, I'll be breaking down the entire fight card. We'll bring some friends on. We'll have some pro fighters on. Brother Sean, if you want to join us on the show, I'd, I'd love for you to come on the show on Saturday, man. We're just going to talk some fights. We're we'll have a good time. It's going to be our pre-fight show. You can check us out right on Instagram at The Fight Podcast. It's right down there. You can see. You see it. You see it. You see it. You see the logo. You <laughs> see the logo. That's it. Side. It's over there. It's over there. <laughs> <laughs> the Fight Podcast, Serge Vicente. I appreciate you coming on, man. UFC 252 should be a good one. Thank you, sir. Salute man. you, Thank sir. You. Talk Absolutely, soon. bro. Thank you, man. You have a good one, brother. You already know.